We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Genesis 2.15. Then the Lord God took the man, everybody shout the man, <clears throat> and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. I'll read it again. Then the Lord God took the man, shout the man, and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. 1 Corinthians 13.11, you're there. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, shout a man, I put away childish things. Let's read it again. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, shout a man, I put away childish things. In reference to the first passage of scripture we read, Genesis 2.15, God goes on a bit of a, I guess, a creation binge. And um, he created the heavens, the earth, excuse me, um, animals, trees, the ecosystem and such. Um, And then he creates a, a single man and places him in the middle of it and tells him to manage it. All that I've just created, everything that I've just done, I'm going to take a man and put him in the middle of it and have him take care of it. And I I wanted to make sure that I kind of set this up. I want you to be able to see how God views a man. Um, God says that I'm going to entrust all of what I've just created to a man. He says, I know that I've created it. Um, but I'm going to put a man in place to make it do what it do and tell it what it is. Ever since the day that Adam uttered the word elephant, an elephant is still an elephant. Ever since Eve was presented to him and he says, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, Eve has still been a woman and I don't care what they say. He gave this kind of power, this kind of authority to the position, the office of a man, shout a man. And I looked at the text and I'm reading the scripture and it, it, it looked as if to me um, that God had missed something. Because there, there was no maturation process for Adam. When he created Adam, he created a man. And I wondered for a bit, and I said to myself, well, God, why did you do that? And I started to think about what was happening in the Garden of Eden and all that God was doing. And God was basically saying, "Um, my creation can't wait for a boy to grow up. So God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit convenes, and they say, we need a man right now. We need a man right now to come take care of what we've just created. We've got to have a man. He's extremely important to the functionality of everything that we just created. we got to get us a man. Shout a man. So they place the man in the Garden of Eden, and he holds this very powerful position in the eyes of God. 
But I'm going to be honest with you. Something has gone terribly wrong. Because when you look at the condition of families and how the role of the man has been reduced to optional, you have to ask yourself, where did all the men go? And, and, and what happened to this value that was placed on this very specific being, a man? Shout a man. And I'll tell you where they've gone. To be quite honest with you, they never showed up. Because unlike Adam, we have boys trying to fulfill the role that only a man can hold. So the family's not struggling because there's an absence of men. The family struggle because we have boys trying to walk in a man's shoes. You see, you see, if God was willing for his creation to wait, if God was willing for the family to, to wait, he would have just created a boy and he would let him grow up and, and everything would just have to wait and be paused on him. But God didn't do that. He created a man and a man has to take care of the responsibility of his creation. So many families, so many families have been impacted by a man not being there. And a boy trying to pull off only what a man can do. And until the boys become men, the family remains broken. The role of the man still has a dent on it, and it is, it is not receiving the honor and the value that it should have simply because um, th those that came before us wasn't capable. For whatever reason, for, 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 for whatever why there was, um, th th there has been this r reduction of man in the eyes of society because of the performance of other men who tried to do it before us. I'm here to tell you that God is still looking for a man. The same sense of urgency that he showed in the Garden of Eden is the same sense of urgency that he has today for the men that are sitting in this building. He is waiting for a man to get in position so that his creation can do what it is called to do. Listen to me, y'all. This is so big. The family won't do what it's called to do unless there's a man in place. I'm not talking about a boy. I'm not talking about someone who's still trying to figure it out. I'm talking about a man. Shout a man. Let's get a couple little points. Let's, let's go to, to, to 1 Corinthians 11. 13, 11. <clears throat> he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, shout a man. I put away childish things. Write this first phrase down. There was no mark for me. <clears throat> Say that with me. There was no mark for me. 
Now, Paul, in the middle of what is considered to be the love chapter, um, addresses the issue of spiritual maturity um, by using um, his, his maturation process from childhood to manhood um, to express the need for maturity. And for Paul, he says this as it was an event. He says, when I became a man meaning that there was a mark in time that he can identify with that he became a man. And because Paul was a Jew, there was an actual event that took place for Paul because he would have had a bar mitzvah that would have, had let, that would have let him know that it was time for him to stop thinking as a child and become a man. For us in Western culture, Western culture meaning America and all this other stuff, right? We're, we're called the Westerners. I believe that us men sit at a severe disadvantage when it comes from us trans comes to us to transitioning from childhood to manhood simply because we don't have a mark in time that lets us know it's time to grow up. So unlike our female counterparts who do life with us, there is nothing that happens to us internally that lets us know and the people around us know that she is transitioning from girlhood to womanhood. A man doesn't have that opportunity. There is no mark in time for him that lets him know, hey, man, it's time for you to start growing up and the, the people around him to start having conversations to say, hey, you need to start doing this because this means that. You're getting ready to step into womanhood. A man doesn't have that. We just kind of wander around until the thing happens happens to us. So since we don't have this mark in time that lets us know to transition from, from, from childhood to, to, to manhood, we struggle with the transition altogether. And so this was the part that messed me up and I was thinking about this. While she has known since she was in between 9 and, and, and 13 years old that she's transitioning now to womanhood, I am still playing with G.I. Joes and, and, and playing with Transformers. Because there was no mark for me. Listen to me, y'all. There was nothing that told me, nothing internally, nothing externally. There was no celebration to celebrate my manhood, to tell me, hey, you're getting ready to transition out of childhood. So start speaking, start understanding, and start thinking different. There was nothing for me, but she got everything because you know the conversations y'all have now, baby. You know. You're going to have to do things a little different. Men, we don't get that. It doesn't happen for us. But listen to me, I want today, and I want this to hit your mind and your heart, I want today to be your bar mitzvah. I want today to be your celebration to let you know that it is now time for me to start speaking, start understanding, and start thinking differently because there's an expectation of who I'm supposed to be. And if I never get there, then how much stuff will be missed? How many people will go unattended to because simply I didn't know to get there? You can't be mad at me if you didn't call me to pick you up. We never got the call. We don't get the call to be a man. Nobody tells us it's time. Shout, it's time. Nobody ever gives me that moment. And that is, so, that is such the reason or, or why so many of us just fizzle out. 
I, listen, I never knew that I needed to start walking different. I, 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 I never knew that I needed to carry myself a different way. Nobody told me it was time for that. And so many of us, for many of us, the time just passes us by. And we try to figure it out 10, 15 years later. But by then, it's too late. Because I've left so much life behind me. And, every, and everybody behind me has to deal with what I've left. I want today to serve as your mark in time. To let you know it is time to start speaking, understanding, and thinking different. You know, I, I thought about this bar mitzvah thing. And it is, it is a humongous celebration. And even for the females in that culture, it's a bat mitzvah. It's a celebration when you go into manhood. But oftentimes in our culture, it's always attention. Because the culture that I grew up in, I want you out of my house by the time you turn. Okay. Let's get the next one. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, a man I put away childish things. Point number two is the, the question, what didn't I put away? <clears throat> Say that with me, what didn't I put away? For me, when I start to, to, to think about this um, and what Paul was saying here, I think where most boys to men go wrong um, in their transition from childhood to manhood is what we put away. Because we don't have that mark in time, because we don't have that celebration and there's all of this tension associated with us becoming a man and we never get the moment that we're supposed to get, life tells us that it's time for you to grow up. And for most of us, it, it, it hits us in the face and it punches us in the chest and it catches us off guard. So once we recognize that it's time for us to grow up, we start putting things away. And here's what we do. Um, we, we, we put away the transformers and we, we, we put away the basketball and we, we, we put away, you know, climbing trees and, and we put, put away with, you know, playing with, with, with dart guns. And we, we put away all of these different things. But we never put away the modus operandi or the way of functioning that created the action. So because I didn't change my way of thinking, I may have put away the things that I was doing as a, as a child, but when I arrived to manhood, I treat the things that are in my circle now the same way that I treated things that, that was in my circle of childhood. I, 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 put, I put away everything. I stopped hanging out with the boys, and I stopped doing all these different things. I stopped. I put away all that stuff. But the way that you think, the way that you speak, the way that you understand, the way that you think is still the same. And when you arrive at manhood, you treat the things in that circle of your life the same way you treated things when you were a child. 
So, so as, a, as, as a child, when I got done playing with my transformer and I was tired, I would move on to the next thing. And as a man, when I get tired of playing, I move on to the next thing. As, as, as a child, when, when, when I couldn't figure something out, I got frustrated and I threw it. Well, as a man, because I didn't put away childish things yet, thinking, understanding, and speaking. Now, as a man, when I get frustrated, I still do the same thing. I punch a hole in the wall, and I get mad, and I do things because I never changed my modus operandi, my method of functioning, because I didn't know I had to put that away. I was told I need to act different. I need to grow up. I need to be a man. But being a man is simply speaking, understanding, and thinking different. I'm being a man, I stop hanging out with them. I, I don't go over there no more. I stop playing the video game. Listen to me, y'all. Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. We're putting away the wrong things. Can I say this? You don't have to put the game away if you grow up in your mind. You can still have friends outside of the marriage if you would just grow up in your, in your decision making. Oh, my gosh. Listen to me, y'all. I'm telling you, this stuff is so good. It might change your life. Listen, you don't have to do that much different, but change the way that you speak to me, change the way that you understand, and change the way that you think. Oh, your wife doesn't mind you having the toys if you would just speak to her different. I'm not, this is, y'all acting like I ain't giving y'all something good. This is, listen to me, your modus operandi has not changed. I got to create this separation between me and the boys, and I got to create this separation. I got to start dressing different and all those different, I'm a, I'm a mature adult, and I still rock J's. It is the way that you speak, understand, and you think. And my question to you is, what didn't you put away? We walk around patting ourselves on the back because I don't do that no more. I don't go to the club no more. I don't do that no more. I don't, hang, I don't do that no more. But what haven't you put away? Get this third point since y'all don't want to participate today. I'll push on. Paul says, <clears throat> when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Point number three, final point. The markings of, a, of manhood of manhood. I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> the markings of manhood. Say that with me, the markings of manhood. Paul says, y'all ready to work with me on this? Paul says that he functioned as a child because he was one. There's nothing wrong with talking, 
understanding and thinking as a child as long as you're still a child. So if the, men, the man responsibilities ha- haven't come yet, it's okay. I, I, told, I told my boys this. It's like, yo, you better, you better enjoy this, 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 these teenage years. Knock yourself out and have fun. Because when the man stuff hit, <laughs> you won't get it back. Paul says when he became a man he made the decision to put away childish things so there was an element of my life or a portion of my life where these actions me speaking this way and understanding this way and thinking this way was okay but once I recognized that I was stepping into manhood I made the decision to put away childish things in the first half of that verse, verse 11, that's what he, that's what he says. He, he says, I, I, you got to speak different, you got to understand different, and you have to think different. And then the back half, he says, when, let me make sure I read it right. When I became a man, I put away childish things. So when you first read that, you look at it and say, okay, Paul was just basically summarizing what he just said. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, and, and, and I, I, I spake as a child. Um, but when I became a man... I put away childish things. To me, after that comma, he was basically summarizing what he just said. But if you look closely, he adds another layer of manhood. If you were to do a little bitty word study on that word childish that he uses, you would find that the literal translation of the word he uses there means not speaking. The word is napios, and it means not, literally means not speaking. So if you were to replace the word childish with the literal translation of what Paul said, it would read like this. When I became a man, I put away not speaking things. You ever watch? A toddler. I think like these little babies we got here. We got so many of them, y'all. But when you watch them, um, they have all of this emotion. And they have a legitimate concern. But they don't have words. So they, they, they just, they, they frail out and they do different things because they're not speaking. Paul says, when I became a man, I put away not speaking things. Paul dives into this thing about communication and how effective you have to be at communication to be a man. And he says, the mark of a man is making sure that you can communicate. So listen to this, y'all. This is what got me. When you become, when you transition from childhood to manhood, a man understands that love is more than just touch because I'm putting away not speaking things. When I transition from childhood to manhood, 
a man understands that the anger I feel has words and I don't have to punch the wall. When I transition from childhood to manhood, a man understands respect is not only gained by you poking your chest out, but saying the words necessary so that we can agree. Paul says, the sign of a man is to put away not speaking thing. There are people in your life that you need to talk to. Your son is waiting on you to say something to him. Your wife is waiting for you to say something to her. Because, oh gosh, now I got to tie it back to the book of Genesis. It is the words that Adam uttered that gave him the position with the thing. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, I'm going to call her woman. Oh, when was the last time you could, girl, you're a woman to me. I'm getting heavy for y'all in here this morning. When was the last time you told your son who he was going to be? When was the last time you told your daughter exactly who God has called her to be? These things in your life, the objects in your life now need you to speak to them. So now I'm going to put away all of these not speaking things. I know you're mad. Say something. I know that you're upset, Daddy. Say something. Paul says, not only do I want you to speak and understand and think differently, but I want you to address all of these not speaking things. I had a good father. He did what he knew how to do. And I don't fault him for that. And it wasn't as if my father wasn't a communicator. Because some of the most gut-wrenching moments I've ever had in my life was what he was saying to me. My father once told me I had done something stupid. I was a teen. I was, I was less than a teenager. I was probably 12 and 13. I had done something stupid at school. My mother was upset. She was in tears. My father came home, and he saw my mother crying. <clears throat> and he got the details. He called me over to him. He said, listen, if I ever come home and your mother's crying over you again, I'll kill you. I believed him. <laughs> he never had another issue out of me. <laughs> but there were a lot of things that took place in my father's life that impacted the relationship that he and I had. And I developed this, this, this uh, frustration with him and, 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 and I didn't want to deal with him. And unbeknownst to me, um, I get to my, my father-in-law, he messes me up with this because when I met him, um, I was telling him how much I didn't deal with my father. I said, I don't deal with that guy, man. Now, keep in mind, my dad was like, he had me riding good and he was taking care, he, he did what he had to do. But I just didn't like the, I'm going to be honest, I didn't like the way he treated my mother. And I'm a, I'm a boy growing into the man, so I see things and I make opinion. 
but I didn't understand the dynamic nor the relationship. But my father-in-law told me when I meet him, I was like 18, 19 years old at the time when I met him. He says, listen, bro. He says, when you, when you get to about 30, you'll understand. At the time, I didn't know him, so I was like, this dude don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Almost to the date, when I turned 30, I think it was 31, um, my father calls me up, and uh, he had had a couple surgeries, and he calls me, and he says, um, <clears throat> we need to fix this thing. And my father had always taken care. I could call my father about anything. He would call me because I knew he would give it to me. I was a good kid. Um, and, and he would give me anything I wanted. And, and, and it's not like that I hadn't spoken to him. He and I would have a conversations. But the relationship between the father and the son, listen to this now. The relationship between the father and the son that is modeled for us between God and his son is not what me and my father had. So my father says to me, listen, we need to fix this. So, so I, I want to make sure that I start putting my houses in your name and I want to put my business in your name. And, and, all, and we, were, we were rectifying some of the issues that he had with me and I had with him because I hurt his feelings the way he hurt mine. And before, listen to me, y'all, before he could say everything that he desired to say to me, he dies. Before he could get everything off of his chest to try and make things right, he dies. And it left so many things undone. I'm not just talking about him transferring the houses and the, and the cars and all that stuff to my name. None of that took place because it never got finished. But I'm saying the healing that I needed with him and the healing that he needed with me never tr fully transactioned because he died before he could address those not speaking things. Man, if I could tell you anything, you better say those words. Say the words to them. Stop making them figure out how you feel and why you feel this way. Say the words. So what is your not speaking thing? What is it? Because I'm a man, I know man. All of us got one. All of us got one. If I'm, if I'm honest, we've got, we got quite a few of them. We feel it, we don't say it. Listen, I'm going to tell you how jacked up a man is. A man can feel love, but won't say love. He can feel it and not say it. What are those not speaking things? Because Paul says, when I became a man, I put away those not speaking things. All I'm asking you to do today, man, is listen, I, 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 I don't know who you need to say it to or, 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 or what needs to be said, but I'm asking for you to, 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 to say it. I was riding down the road the other day in the morning, and, and I just felt, I felt overwhelming love for my wife. She wasn't nowhere around me, but I just said to myself, this girl loves me. And I just texted her, I love you. Men, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that we feel it. We just don't say it. 
a mark of a man and a mark of manhood is a man that can stand boldly on what he feels and he can say those things. And here's the thing. I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying. You just don't express when you're angry. You express the love in the same fashion. Who do you need to say it to? What needs to be said? Paul says that's the mark of a man. Not you poking your chest out. Not you looking tough. Not you making money. Not your success. Not your titles. Putting away those not speaking things. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.